Welcome to the culture, your campy, irreverent source for retro fun. We love 80s horror, comedy and sci-fi. We also love talking about these great films. Sometimes we stay on topic, other times not so much. So pop in a VHS tape, adjust the tracking and join in on the conversation. <laughs> Did we come from the mouth of the creep? Perhaps. Did we emerge? Burst, burst from the creep's mouth. Oh, you guys have to let me know if my horns start to get, like, whack. <laughs> whack. For those who can't see at home, I'm in my true form. Nice to not have to hide myself, you know. Got the horns on. She finally presented her true form to us, and it looks my, uh, very much like Tim Curry, perhaps, from Legend. <gasps> you know, I love so. that. we got to do Legend someday, because that's a movie I love. You know, I love fantasy films, so we should get right <laughs> on that. <laughs> so. Oh, perfect, perfect. But it's got, like, some really kind of horror elements to it. To be, You know what? We're not here to talk about Legend tonight. <laughs> We're here to talk about the fact that it's halfway to Halloween. Yay! Halfway to the high Amir. holy day, the high holy season. Amir. A mere six months away. Can we do it? Can we make it? I think we're gonna make it, and it's a little bit more optimistic than last year. That's true. So That's yeah, a good point. yeah. And yeah. Uh, so tonight we are talking about Creep Show parts one and two. Um, for those who don't know, this is Neil's favorite horror movie, Creep Show one. His favorite. Your all time. That's all it. time. This is this is it, people. So yep. if you haven't listen to us or watch this for a while that's the truth and actually back at the beginning of cult show days um before i was here and my my one of my besties was the host um you guys did talk about creep show we did but we decided you know since it is a favorite that we should you know kind of bring it back and do it again and talk about two because it's a perfect like halfway to halloween vibe yeah type of sandra thing. suggested creep show and i was like Anytime. I'll talk about Creepshow all yep. day long. I'll talk. Anytime. <laughs> I'll talk about Romero and Stephen King and Tom Live Savini. It. Lives it. All day long. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are we drinking? Uh, well, this is exciting. Michael brought us some ginger beer. And it's like the real kind, and it's like. It's sparkly, and it has, like, the really, like, good scent to it. Yeah. And some people mixed theirs. Did you mix yours? Yes. What did you put in I yours? I have vodka, so a mule, basically. A mule. A mule. A mule. <laughs> How about you, Caleb? I, too, have a halfway to Halloween mule. It's also, like, halfway to a Moscow mule. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a copper mug. And aren't you supposed to have a, a lime? No, I don't think they had lime. I don't know. Don't, don't ask me anymore. I don't know. Don't ask me more questions. But well, it is time. Can we cheers? Cheers. Happy, happy Friday. Happy halfway to Halloween. <laughs> chin, chin. Oh, that is, that is spicy. So good. It's like, it's spicy oh. but refreshing. I love it. Caleb. <laughs> Yes. Who is with us this Ooh, evening? I've been taking notes. <laughs> I love it. I was right. calling him earlier. I was like, do we call you Princess Leia? Do we call you General Solo? But yes. <laughs> they're all good things. So you're yeah. saying that Leia took Han's name? Well, I think she was also General Organa. But, I, it's, you know, it depends what you're reading and what you're watching. Okay. Yeah. 
You know what I'm reading? What you reading? My notes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's here? So joining us in chat, we've got Mark's Visions Truth. Here. Uh, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Marks. Marks. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> there are Marks, because there's another one. Uh, Todd, Mindy, Hungry Boy, Pismo Mark, hence the Marks, uh, Tommy, and Laura. Hi, friends. Joining us in studio, we've got Michael B. and the Space Face Macy. Yay. Yay. And producer Scott. Yes. And, of course, He's producer good. Scott. The yeah. show does not work without Scott. No. We've seen it. It doesn't work. No, I'm just kidding. We did we did a fine we did a fine job that yeah. one time. It was wonderful. It was minor panic, but it worked out. I know. Anyway, welcome everyone in that chat. Thank you for being here. Great to have you with us on this halfway to Halloween celebration. And of course, Michael and Macy. Yes. All right. So what's going on with you this week, aside from the horns? Aside from the horns, horns growing this time of year. Um, well, I watched Creepshow with you guys, so that was kind of my big thing. Yeah. And I watched and finished um, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, loved it. <laughs> I thought it was freaking fantastic. I was super happy with it. Um, yeah, that was yeah kind I of got a text thing. from you. Yeah, I texted. <laughs> and I was like, Bleh! because I was just so happy with it. I still am. And it, for me, has a lot of, like, repeat watchability, too. So, yeah. Into it. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. You did. You did. Yeah, I always watched it on the Friday. We still the have to discuss out, it, so. like, in person. So, I forgot. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really yeah. good. Anything else? Um, <laughs> that is the thing of note. Other than that, just the normal reading for genre junkie stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I didn't watch anything, but I did finish Recursion <gasps> by Blake Couch, and holy shit, thank you, thank you. That was like Blake, a crutch, really, Blake, really awesome crutch. gift from both of you guys. And so. now you've got to read his other words, I loved too. It. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, and then I started, um, just started Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's Good Omens. Good Omens. Um, oh, fabulous. Which I didn't realize that that TV show was based on a Have you Gaiman. seen the show? No. no, no I no, haven't no. either, though I'm sure I'd love it because I love the cast, but um, I adore the book. It's a great book. I hope you like it. Yeah, so far, so good. It's I mean, so funny. I just, I love the way he writes dialogue. It's um, it's very it's English. It's cracking. Uh, <laughs> it's cracking good. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I will probably watch the TV show after I finish the book. Yes, I have to get around to that, too. Cool. What about you? A bunch of things you guys are talking about that I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about. You, like, hear book and you're like, oh, <laughs> You got to no. talk about Falcon and the Snowman or whatever. And, <laughs> and the Snowman about, Soldier. Talking about the books. and Anyway. Uh... Yeah, I didn't watch anything either worth reporting other than what we watched the creep show, and then I rewatched part two again as well for the show. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's good. You know, one thing I did. You and I had a little text conversation as well a few days ago. Wait, what did we talk about? Um, well, one of your kitties actually reached out to me initially. Oh yes, <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Do yes. you happen to have that conversation on your phone? Like, could you could you recount <laughs> Can it real I quick? Pull it up. <laughs> Can you pull it up? Because um, the reason I ask is, I guess. so one of her kitties texted me, yeah. and so I texted something back, and I, you know, I spent like eight minutes like writing this what I thought was I thought it was kind of a clever text, 
And all I got back from Sandra was a sad face emoji. I'm like, <laughs> so like that's exactly the opposite of what was, you know, the... So I, re- I reached out to him. Well, it wasn't me. It was a cat using my phone to ask Neil for um, some help. And uh, and I said, like, Aunt Sandy needs your help. And he says, sorry to say, little kitty, Aunt Sandy is smoking crack. <laughs> I mean, literally sucking on the glass appendage of Thor. Never heard that <laughs> term before, by the way. Full on addict. Have you not noticed the ticks, burned lips and opened wounds? She's so bad, people under the freeway run from her. I'm not saying she's without hope, but her favorite ice cream flavor is pralines and smack. (laughs) If I give her... Anyway, she's just going to dip them in acid, roll them, and smoke them like vegan sausage. She supports Just Say No to Drugs because it leaves more for her. (laughs) Look, Kitty, maybe we can work something out between us and the other inmates. Is that it? Okay. Uh, Don't let Aunt Sandy know about our plans. She will shank me. (laughs) And a heart emoji. Yeah. To which I wrote back the sad face emoji because I was then sad. I was sad by the things you said about me. <laughs> and he was like, that's it? This is a sad like, face emoji? <laughs> that's it? A sad face emoji? I know. And he did work really hard on that. And I think we can all tell that you worked really hard anyway. on it. No, it was... I was, like, having... It was a nice break from work. I was just, like, started typing this thing and... You know, it was. She sent me a picture of the cat, and then did this thing, and I was like, "Oh, like so this I cat typing. needs your help." And anyway, yeah. it was a nice little break for me. So, oh, it was a nice little break for me too. <laughs> nice little break for me, feeling good about myself. So. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. You've been clean for a number of years now, so we know that a lot, a number, okay. number of years, all the years, <laughs> all the years. Oh, bad. Anyway. Well, that was all. I wanted. To, I just wanted to get people's opinions, see if anyone is <laughs> saying anything about nothing. But okay. <laughs> oh, Gory Bits came in. Yes, I did. can't really see Gory. chat, but I saw Gory Bits. <laughs> Gory Bits. I always say it like Oprah. Um, what else you want? Um, <laughs> that that is it. Other than the fact that we have um, a new subscriber. What's it? And it is Monkey Smiles one 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 one. That's an awesome name. I love nice. that. I almost said Monkey Shines. So that would be kind of, I know, fitting, right? kind of fitting for <laughs> yeah. this episode. Well, yes, thank thank you for not being anonymous, Monkey Smiles. One, 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 one. I love it. 11, I think that's 11, awesome. 11. <laughs> awesome, awesome name. All right. All right. Should we talk about tonight? Tonight. So we already told you that we're going to talk about Creep Show 1 and 2 as a celebration of halfway to Halloween and Neil. <laughs> Just a general Neil celebration. So I have my notes on my phone. I'm not being rude and just like checking messages or something. So um, I wanted to talk about the fact that tonight and tomorrow, but tonight is a holiday of sorts. Did you all know that? I didn't. No. 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 So it is not a coincidence that we are like halfway to Halloween. I mean, we are in the calendar, but there's there's stuff around it. So I'm just I'm just going to tell you about it. So you remember back when we talked about the Wicker Man and we talked about all the fun pagan shenanigans and <laughs> yeah, the Wicker Man and the uh, Mayday 
all of that stuff. You guys right. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow is May Day, May 1st, a.k.a. AKA Beltane, um, which is one of the big uh, pagan Sabbaths. It's the Celtic Fire Festival. You get to celebrate love and passion and sex and fertility and all the good things in uh, in life. So in Germany, of course, they had pagans and they celebrated May Day as well because it seems to be a theme that people celebrated it in all of these European pagan countries. And they celebrated the night before and the day of. So... Uh, that became known later as Walpurgis. I see some people. Yes. And forgive my pronunciation. I'm not even going to try. I'm just not. Can we just all? I'm just not going to try. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. Walpurgis Nacht. A.K.A. Hexennacht. A.K.A. Hexenbrunnen. Cool. Um, I like those words. Those are all... Good words. Hexenbrunnen, I think, literally means witch is burning. So that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of metal, but it's also kind of sad. Um, so as Europe was getting Christianized, a nun named Walperga, she came over to Germany. I don't remember where from. This is like late 8th century, 8th, like just a singular 8th century. So the 700s. Yeah, long ass time yeah. ago. They didn't have they didn't have creep show, they didn't have shutter, they didn't have anything. It was a sad, sad time. So she became like the one that everybody like uh, prayed to for look, she came there to battle pests, whooping cough, and rabies. And so as she got canonized, people started to like pray to her to also protect them against witches. Somehow that translated <laughs> pests in, into witches, I guess. So um as we know now, uh, Germany had a pretty nasty witch hunt. It was pretty, pretty brutal. Some people think like, oh, this one was worse or this one was worse. A lot of people argue that the German one was like the worst witch hunt. I digress. And uh, they were trying to like, you know, chase the pagans out. What they really did was just chase them underground and into the hills, right? Because you can't really make everybody convert. So in this hysteria of the witch hunts and trying to get rid of these witches, um, they thought that the witches moved their celebration on April 30th to Mount Brocken. This is why I have to have notes, people. Which is the highest peak of the Harz mountain range. I bet you didn't know that. Wow. Um, and they said the witches would gather there to commune with Satan and plot trouble and have orgies. Sounds like a blast. What you do. I mean, I'm where's my invitation? I would like to go to there. Um, so then the people of the villages would do, like, rituals to, like, scare away the witches. So it was, like, wit fighting witchcraft with witchcraft <laughs> when you kind of, like, think about it. But whatever. They're fine with it. So nowadays... In the, in the lovely time we find ourselves in, it's kind of become a little bit of a second Halloween celebration. A lot of people dress up and they make merry and pray through the streets and do bonfires tonight and tomorrow, all of this fun pagan stuff. A lot of people also think of it as a time to reflect on witch trials and mass hysteria and, you know, kind of um, pay their respects to all these people who died in these awful hunts and burnings and torture. Wow. That's incredible. Yes. Thank you. 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 <laughs> wow. Thank you. That, see, that's why I had to have notes. Those are some difficult words for me. What? 
Wow. Yeah. I know. That's a lot of work. So now yeah. it's, but we're here, we're having fun. Yay. And we're Yay. celebrating because we're halfway there. there. So go out into the streets, light the bonfires, oh. dance and celebrate. Some uh, of us dressed up. Some of us wore a creep show t-shirt. Or all our creep show t-shirts. Did, did we? <laughs> we wore them did all. Did we indeed? Did we? Did we? Shall we find out? Yes. So, creep show. Are we there now? We're there now, but I feel like you should introduce it. Just give us, for those, uh, who, are, those who have no idea, what's creep show, they say? What creep is creep show, show, Neil? Creep show is a 1982 horror anthology film containing five stories of terrifying fright, mayhem, murder, and eating. <laughs> Beastie eating. Uh, the horror masters, George Romero, Stephen King, came together and decided, hey, let's make a movie together, and after some time, creep shows what came out of it. And this was 1982? 82, yes. So that is, I think, like you said, that's real quick. Close notes Yes, of what it is, but. Yeah, kind of this lovely homage all wrapped up in a, um, what do you call it? Anthology. Yes. Yeah. We love we love the anthology horror films. We do. We're, I mean, we're big fans of those. You know, it's funny because sometimes, like in an anthology, you won't always love every chapter. Um, I wouldn't cut anything out of Creepshow personally. Mm-mm. Like I like them all, and it is kind of a long movie mm, when it's hours. all strung together. Yeah, it's about two hours, yeah. but um, I. <laughs> which is long, but at the same time... I mean, it's not Postman. But, you know. Which is, how long is Postman? Four hours? Two days. Which two days? <laughs> two 48 days hours. Yeah. Two days of awesomeness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> two days of rolling around in the dirt for your freaking apex of the film, for the, the, the climax. Anyway. So you guys are probably... the dirt fight. The dirt on. fight. Yeah. You probably are wondering... How did George Romero and Stephen King actually come together initially? How did they Like, know? who put the peanut butter in the chocolate originally? Or in the jelly? No, yeah. we're going to go chocolate? The peanut butter in the chocolate? Like a Reese's? Yeah, you know. Anyway, do you guys remember those commercials? Who put the peanut butter in my... You got my peanut I'm butter in my zero chocolate? Zero clue no. what you're talking about. What? No. no. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You guys don't remember those commercials? I no. Oh, man. Don't. Michael remembers. Okay. Anyway, for those of you that remember that, good on you. Uh, okay, Stephen King, George Romero. George Romero was approached by Warner Brothers, basically, because they had seen his little vampire film, Martin, that he did, which is about basically a vampire in a small town. And they're like, hey, we have this property bought called Salem's Lot, which is about a vampire in a small town. So you can probably make it, because you've already made something like this. So they, Stephen King and him got together, worked on it for a while, it eventually fell apart because of budgeting and other issues. And, of course, as we all know, eventually Warners took it and made it a TV show. Stephen King was like, I don't want anything to do with it anymore at that point. Warner Brothers didn't want George Romero at that point. Jeez, it's like a saga. I didn't yeah. know all this. Yeah. But King and Romero uh, stayed friends, very good friends. And yeah. So they actually worked together. They, they tried to do the stand. So oh, they had actually yeah. brought that. They are okay, like, oh, okay. the stand, we can do this. This would be great. And then, of course, they started realizing that it was going to probably cost a lot of money and be like, who's going to give us the money to make this thing really happen? <laughs> They're just like, ooh, geez. Right. Ah. And it's like yeah. a thousand page book. <laughs> right. Ah, and it's got like a lot of effects. And... 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. they then they started the drinking, the thinking of what else can we do, what else, and then uh, Creepshow kind of became the mind of between they kind of somehow in their comics, EC Comics came up yeah. between them, and they're like, oh, we love these horror comics back in the day. Yeah. Maybe we do something around that, and sure enough, Creepshow was born. That's awesome. But and yeah. it's like it's such a cool like meeting of these powerhouse forces of horror, Stephen King, especially from the literary world, but of course he had movies, and and then um, Romero, and then you get a little Savini in there. Yep. So if they're a Hershey, or they're a Reese's, what, what's the Savini? What part does he play in that? Uh, he would be the cookie crumble? <laughs> <laughs> in the Reese's? Is that a... I don't know if there's a cookie crumble in there. No, maybe he's the uh, the rapper, the, the you know the the fan rapper that goes around the Reese's. Okay, uh, I you know think I mean? they have a patent that holds on it all that. in. They do, yeah, that yeah. holds it together. Okay, and when you pull it off, it kind of like it's adorable sounds. <laughs> like that? It reminds you of a cat. That's why. Yeah, I like cats. <laughs> anyway, all right. So creep show. I don't even know how to talk about this film in a way that is not just going to be. You know, barfing out love, happiness, yeah, happiness and love, which yeah. is fine. But yeah. why don't you guys cockroaches. <laughs> yes. and cockroaches? It's, yeah, producer Scott is barfing out cockroaches. Very good. Yeah. So why don't what you guys tell me, like, what is? Yeah. What are your impressions and thoughts? Yes. Do you want to go first, no. Caleb? Go right I'll go ahead. first. Um, let me <laughs> let me pull out my notes here. Um, so creep show. Okay. I mean. Um, I love it too. I I feel like I get more and more like fun and enjoyment out of it upon every watching of it. You see more, you see more details. There's a lot of joy in this movie. It's kind of the only way I can put it. It's got a lot of charm. It's um it's fun to look at. It's like eye candy. It's engaging and interesting tales. It's got some good gore. Um it, it's just like it is like a little love letter. It's like a a little like here like they got together and they're like we made this for you guys because we love you and we want you to be happy yeah and it's got like yeah. this for especially the time but i mean now too but it's this all-star cast yes so it's like people wanted to be a part of it and i already said the amazing effects but they are amazing yeah yeah and I would add to everything that you just said. Yes, absolutely. But what I got the most joy out of was probably watching Scott's reaction. Um, because that was your first time, right? Um, and you were just loving it. First you were just going like, oh, this, oh, this is so much this fun. This is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 he's in it too. You know? <laughs> and then on the drive home, you know, Macy and I were talking about it. Yes, I let my 10-year-old watch it. So what? Yeah, um, 11-year-old. Sorry. Sorry. 11. Year old. If you have a problem with that, you can come fight the culture. Um, yep. But we had a really nice talk about it and what we liked about it and what she liked about it. And, yeah. and, and that was just a lot of fun. So. It's like it's got a good balance of like swear words and creepy stuff, but also silly stuff too. Mm -hmm. right. So I think it can appeal to a lot of ages. It can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've always said from day one, and I've said it a thousand times to everyone who knows me, that this is like my absolute favorite movie score. Oh like, mm -hmm. yes, he he will say that to you. Do you have it on vinyl? Yes. <gasps> I, I thought do. I saw that in your office. My office. Yep. Yeah. I do. I have the. Movie poster signed by Tom Savini, the original poster, mm -hmm. like, you know, from 1982. So 
so cool. That we brought to him in Indianapolis. <laughs> yep. Sign poster, please. Sign. <laughs> um, it, is a, it is a great soundtrack, too, because it kind of like, it does all that good stuff we were talking about. It just it just ties it together. Yeah. It's like a rug that pulls together the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's music that sometimes suits a movie so perfectly. Like, I try to think of, like, Poltergeist. Like, to me, the movie, the music in Poltergeist. Yeah. Like, it's just perfect. It absolutely suits that movie perfectly. Yes. It wasn't an afterthought to, like, oh, we need to just add a little atmosphere. It was, like, it feels deliberate. Yeah. 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 It, wasn't, it wasn't who's hot right now and, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the guy, so John Harrison, who did the score, he was also the first AD on the movie. Oh. So it's almost like he was on production, you know, did that help? I don't know, but he's clearly a talented guy because he also he actually went on to draw to direct uh, Tales from the Dark Side the movie oh. as well. That's okay, cool. so but he's, so he's a talented guy. He also did the music for Day of the Dead, yeah, which, as you guys know, another favorite. You, you also love it's another favorite, partially because of the music. But um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know the score is to me it's just such a beautiful, wonderful score. It literally I could just listen to it, put the headphones on, and kind of evaporate. Just drift away. Into my creep show pillow and blanket? Yeah, which y'all see the creep show pillow and blanket. These are Neil's from the personal collection. That's right. right. And this one's very soft, and it has this, like, nubby texture on the side. (laughs) They they may or may not go home with Neil. (laughs) I would never take his creep show blankie and pillow, because how would he sleep? (laughs) He's like Linus without his blanket. (laughs) And I don't blame him. That's why I have my my, uh, leather face pillow that you guys got me. I'm not, I'm not giving that away. Um, so Out of my cold dead hands. My cold dead hands. So we should talk a little bit about the uh, the segments, the offerings. Yeah. Um, so we have the wraparound narrative, which is Billy. 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 Billy yep. And his dad, who's normally someone we love, Tom. <laughs> But he, we don't love him here. He's such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Billy is played by little baby Joe Hill. Yes. So one of my favorite authors, along with Uncle Stevie. Um, so he's pretty adorable in it. Not a great actor. And if you ever see him, and I've gotten to see him a few times um, in person and talk to him, he likes to talk about how fucking awful he is in that movie. <laughs> um, but it was when he first like met Tom Savini. He said Tom Savini was just so cool and he had this leather jacket and he made all these scary creatures and he's like, that dude's my hero. It's like, it's so like relatable and sweet. Um, so I have, uh, my first note is we are at home relaxing in our slacks. Yep. But this actually... This ties into a note I have at the end of the film, too. But it just, like, um, made me laugh. Like, relaxing in slacks. Because it, like, (laughs) rhymes. And it sounds like some sort of, like, a cheesy 70s, like, song. Relaxing in slacks. Relaxing in slacks. Yeah. Maybe a sitcom. (laughs) And um, Father's Day. Oh, so... We all know Billy wants to read his comic book. Dad says it's trash. That crap. That horror crap. (laughs) And then, like, some sort of a wonderful, like, imaginary friend slash guardian angel, the creep, creep. shows up outside Billy's window to be like, I got you. Yeah. (laughs) I love you. And Billy is, like, not scared to see him at all, which is so wonderful. I know, that smile he gets on his ears just all. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, I love him. I love this guy. Um... (laughs) 
And so we know that, you know, the creep's going to take care of Billy. But they get whisked away (laughs) into our first story, which is Father's Day. Yes. A lot of people's favorites, I'm told. Really? Um, I I mean, I like them all, but I think that this is, like, a really strong story to start with. Yeah. 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 Like, right off the bat. Yep. And let you know what you're getting into. Yes. For sure. Um, producer Scott, upon seeing the dad, he said, look, it's Bernie Sanders. (laughs) 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 He's feeling the burn. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, of course, this one, it just, it has the pulpy comic stuff, but it has a lot of, like, soap opera energy, especially, like, 80s soap opera, 70s soap opera, this kind of like almost over the top, you know, kind of um, performance, the, you know, the lady's got the really like drawling, like transatlantic accent. Um, And it just, yeah, I, I, my notes, I said like pulpy, almost like, you know, like a dime store horror novel paperback is the way this one feels to me. Okay. In In the best way. Best no, absolutely. Yeah. And and you start to see like right away like how they transition shots and things, how it's like yes. it's like a comic book. You frame, see the you know, brackets and the frames yeah, and, and the it's, little it's amazing just from the, from the very beginning you're like, Oh, okay, this is something special. Yeah. Very special. And I love that. I love that look. I mean it's it's done really well because I've also seen it done not very well. <laughs> it's been often <laughs> replicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it comes across as not pretentious. No, not at all. It comes across yeah. as just fun. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Fun. You, the, again, the use of the colors and lighting in this mm-hmm. film yeah. are represented in every story. And they are, to me, again, one of the huge selling points of this film is how vivid the colors are. And how they use them. I mean, they're they're, they're not hiding it all in anything. You know what I mean? They're no. Right. Complete. Yeah. Backgrounds behind people and color changes in mid. Yeah. You know, speak all kinds of cool stuff that, and, and also evoking different emotions that are going on at the time. Yes. And this one had a cool blue, kind of like this shirt you have on. A little bit. That like really cool blue color, like this shirt you like have on. Like this shirt. On. Oh, like this, this shirt shirt you have on. Are you saying I should? <laughs> I'm supposed to like okay. prompt oh, Neil and it didn't work. Because he was like, this shirt? This shirt? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Hang on a second. I guess I'm going to hold this hold for this you. <sighs> so for those who can't see at home, Neil is undressing. There you go. Oh, but wait. You got another shirt underneath. <laughs> another creep, creep show. show. All the way down. It's creep show. Creep shows all the way down. Creep show my pants, baby. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> on your feet at least. Well, yeah. He also has this creep show socks on too. But this one is cool. This one is like really like a comic book looking cover going on. Yes. Yeah. This one is taken from the yeah the actual comic book that came out that Bernie Wrightson did the art for, which is on on our wall behind there. Actually. Back there. So. Hey, I love that. I love that little flex. Yeah, we got it. It's on our wall. On our wall. What do you want to do about it? You can't <laughs> call me a super fan. Or you can't not call me a super fan. He is the most super fan. All right, are we still on Father's Day? Because yeah. so, Can we talk about Ed Harris's dance party? Yeah, I mean, that's really what everybody's here for, is Ed Harris's dance. Was, he does a lot of hand. A lot of what hand, hand and stuff. A lot of, he did like, this head thing, too, yeah. at one point. And He's wearing an impossibly tight pair of pants. 
impossibly tight. The jeans he painted on the man. It worked. Oh, it, and he it, also it did these amazing match light strike things. He's done a lot he of practice. He did the thumb at one yeah. point. He did like a no look behind him at one point. It's hours and hours <laughs> of practice to get to that that place. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Ed Harris did this role yes. because right. he had just done Night Riders with right. George Romero. Oh. And George has called up basically said, hey, I need you to fill a role. And Ed's like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do George a favor. I'm free. Right. And he and did it. And then later he went on to play Sheriff Peng, Pangborn in, in uh, Needful Things. Needful Things, yeah. He's which also is in um, the TV adaptation from the 90s of The Stand. So yeah. clearly I think he was like people that um, they like to work with, you know, you like reuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So Father's Day has got a whole backstory of Aunt Bedelia, basically, and her dad being a real <sighs> schmuck and killing the guy that she wants to marry. I love Bedelia. She is an icon. Icon. Yes. Love her. Yeah. And she finally gives her dad a bash in the head with a wonderful marble ashtray. Ashtray. Yes. So. Which became a little game with us. <laughs> it did. Yeah, because I didn't know this until we watched it, but the ashtray is in every story. In every episode, yeah. Yeah. We won't tell you where. You have to find it You have it to go find yourself. it yourself. Yeah. Some Everyone. of them are easy and some of them are quick. Kind of a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, we were looking, man. We were trying that time. So, um, of course, Dad, once he's risen from the grave, he looks so good. Yeah. He's just, like, goopy, like, he ch- chunk, like chunks of earth, <laughs> yep. like earthen man. But he still has a little bit of goo to him. Yeah. And he wants that cake. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that when a hand came out that Scott went, or did whatever. It's a good jump Scott, scare. Scott, you made Scott jump. Yeah. So that was good. That was fun. Yeah, but I love, um, I love the way this one ends. Just, I don't know. It's just poetic. It kind of gives me um, Twilight Zone vibes too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Who could do the best impression of the dad? Oh, not me. I think we should just try one. Where's my cake? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Where's my cake? <laughs> Where's my cake? You didn't even try. I want my cake. I don't know. I think I won. Bedelia, where's my cake? Oh, I want my cake, Bedelia. Caleb does a good one, too. That's pretty good. Where's my part. cake, Bedelia? I, like, I think Sandra wins. I'm not going to try. I don't know. Where's I my cake? Hashtag where's my cake. And it's funny because nowadays cake means a person's ass. So that's pretty funny. It does? It does. Heck yeah, it does. Dude. Oh, my God. Jesus, Neil, move Man. the rock. Why would Cake means someone's butt. Because it's delicious. We yeah, we don't have enough time. Um, go, you have to do your impression. I like carrot cake. What does that mean? I don't anyway, know. Okay. Yeah, like, let's let's move on. No. You have to do your impression. Though. Okay, I'm, I'm clearing the table. I might need the table. For oh this. Jesus! Oh, is no. it I don't know. I don't know. I've, never, I've actually never tried before. This is a new Neil's game. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. He's creating room. <clears throat> All right. He has. He does. Remember, he does the clacking of his cane. Yes, right. he does. So he Just goes. Just clacking. <laughs> Bedelia, where's my cake? <laughs> Bedelia, <laughs> it's Father's Day, Bedelia. <laughs> I want my cake. Yeah, that was really good. I don't know. Freeway tie. Freeway tie. No, I think. Where's my cake? I think, Wait, that, one, my <laughs> I think that one wins. <laughs> All right. I right, should move on to the next chapter. Next. Next book. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> the Lonesome Death. 
the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. So this one features Stephen King in his best role. Um, he loves to do a little cameo in his films, and this one, I think, is where he really sings because, I mean, he wrote it, so he gets what this character is trying to convey. Very silly, fun, over-the-top um, 50s, 60s sci-fi horror, and he is hilarious in this. He is. On purpose. It's like, you are laughing with him, not at him. <laughs> can't always say that for his cameos. I love you, but can't always say that. Right. That's yeah. true. I. It's funny. I'll, I'll look and go like, oh, Jordy, it's like my favorite episode. But then I go like, no, I can't really say that because I love them all yeah. so much, you know? It's yeah. like, I can't really say it's my favorite, but I am always very drawn to Jordy. I don't know why. It's just, he's just a tragic character, and it's, I don't know. I, I love it. I and, love it, I love it. And this one's got, like, an acid green, like, toxic like sort of light oozy, to it. Like, kind of like your yeah. bottle there. Okay. We're not sponsored by them, so I'm trying oh, yeah. not to no, show it. I'm no, trying no, not to show the label. No free advertisement. <laughs> you want to sponsor us, we, we can talk about it, but not for free, honey. But no. <laughs> so did you know that when Tom Adkins came on that he George Romero gave him the script yeah. and said hey I got this flick will you be in it Sure. Tom read it and said oh man I love that Jordy character I want to play that guy no and then George Romero of course said um, well Stephen King's already playing that one <laughs> we got this other character the dad so, and so but Tom of course took it but he was like, he wanted to play Jordy he would have been a great Jordy in his own way I, it's like I almost can't imagine it but I, I have such faith in the man I do, but oh, Stephen King's got the face. Oh, no, it was supposed to you be. Because yeah. he makes those cartoony little twisty faces. Yep. Um, of course, the star of this is really the meteorite mold <laughs> that slowly grows over time. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's fuzzy. I, all right, so Macy and I probably spent the most time talking about this episode. Okay. Because, yes, it is funny yeah you know like we land we had a great time when he pours the the vodka into the orange juice <laughs> and then stirs the <laughs> the container with, with the, the bottle. vodka bottle so funny classic that's amazing like yeah I, I mean stephen king was a huge alcoholic at one point and alcoholic i'm, and I'm wondering if that yeah. was like ad-libbed like based yeah. on something he had done himself or right. if someone told him to do it but anyway it's great for laughs but it's also such a sad story when you think about the it. The lonesome you know? death. I mean, like, yeah. it ends with him, you know, like all through the whole thing. He's, you know, what's he call himself? A, a lunkhead. A, a lunkhead, you know, and you've got you bad luck it. and you got this. And it ends with him, like, just praying to finally have good luck so he can kill himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's I mean, some dark damn. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it totally lives up to. Yeah. yeah, lonesome the death. Lonesome death. Yeah. But he, um, it's nice because instead of just being heavy, it's mixed in with a little, little like humor too. I guess it's kind of the way to look at it. And the right. like, I like that the they have the flashbacks that he always goes to, and it's the same actor playing, you know, the <laughs> right the professor, the doctor, yeah. and then his dad. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. These little flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at the it's Department this, of Meteors. Yes. <laughs> All he's looking for is two hundred bucks. He doesn't right. two hundred bucks to pay off his loan. Penniless, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, pay off that bank loan. Oh my god! <laughs> like two hundred bucks, jeez. 
It's like, oh, he really is a lunkhead because even in 1982, I'm sure it was more than that. You would, I would think so. But. Yeah, maybe not 1932, but 1982. <laughs> um, so the next story is the tent pole of the piece, which is my favorite title, something to tide you over. That's my favorite one. I, I think this is <laughs> my your favorite. favorite. I'm going to say about all of them. Okay. All okay. I, I think this is my favorite one, just based on. The actors. I do love them. Oh, it's you got Ted Dan baby Ted Danson. Yeah. If some of you younger folks here um didn't watch Cheers and some of his other stuff and maybe you just know him from like the good place, you should watch like this because it'll blow your mind (laughs) (laughs) like how he looked in like nineteen eighty two versus now. I mean it's like he'd still totally handy as like really like iconic eye and like nose situation, but it's just like he was like a baby. Well and his his eighties hair, which was his Oh, it's so you know, his big thing, you know, was his hair and like as Sam alone yep. and, you yeah. know, <laughs> on cheers. Even though he was going bald and they had to keep Right, and had to keep putting a little yeah. <laughs> a piece. A little piece. Um so this one is it's really super dark. It's um it's vengeful. This is cold blooded. This is cold blooded, yeah. yeah, and I like it. We love yeah. we love a little vengeance here, and then especially we, it's like double vengeance because yep, yep. Leslie, Leslie, right? Leslie, <laughs> he thinks he's Richard, like his name was Richard. Richard. He thinks that he is like getting one over on the two. Oh Jesus! <laughs> are, we, are we still here? I hope we're still alive. There was a poltergeist activity just occurred in the basement. It was a ghost. Nothing um, to see. <laughs> but then they come back from their watery grave and get him. Yes. And I love it. I'm obsessed with the way they look. Obsessed. I, no, I love it. I, just, I mean, Leslie Nielsen is so freaking good. Right. Ted Danson is so great. Yeah. I mean, the, this, the, the dialogue between the two and the whole thing leading up to when Ted Danson gets buried in the sand oh. before the tide comes in. Scary. I mean, it's just fantastic. I, right. I, I, I would rather be shot in that situation than get into, like, that sand pit. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Put your money where your mouth is because I'm not going in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Scott it's... leaves in shame after he just, like, knocked <laughs> some shit over in the studio. Um <laughs> Bye, producer Scott. He's like, I just dropped my beer on the mixer. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> producer Scott's final episode, everybody. Um, so, so they come back, like you said, because yeah. they he gets buried. And Leslie Nielsen is so rich, has no cares in the world other than the fact that his wife is leaving him, basically. Boo freaking so who? Like, yeah, you're like, clearly a psycho. Yes, clearly they come up with this, this plan. But when they come back, it's it is one of my favorite parts because it's a spooky part. Right, like yes. the way they, the way it's the, it's the mist. The camera just sees a mist coming to the door, but then yeah, our point of view is them actually there. Yeah. The voices they have, with well, they have the, those bubbly under under the sea voices, <laughs> right. and like I love the the way they look waterlogged, and they have like that green, yeah. watery right. blood, and 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 like when they get shot, like it's like just, oh, sea just wa- like, like red out. sort of like pink seawater coming it's out. Perfect. And, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, I had some more notes here. Um, slacks on the beach, more slacks. There's a lot of slacks in this movie, and slacks on the beach is a great band name. It is. <laughs> Um, That's a drink. Or, or a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> if you don't like sex on the beach, have I know. sex Neil and I, beach. we're right there. All right. And um, the crab, the crab is the star of the show. 
I love that crab man. I, I mean, I hope they pay that crab well because he's just like so perfect. He's like, nah, 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 and, like right in the frame. <laughs> And then he just like choop, 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 dances off to the side. Yep. Crab on cue. <laughs> crab on cue. That was a CGI crab. <laughs> it was a motion detection crab effect. I don't know. It was a real crab, yeah, probably. That's true. And this is this is a great episode because for more of the lighting, like when we lit yes. the whole beach, right at the end, right. Yeah. You had all the you had all the, the there was like the green, the yellow, the red. The, they had the, all the colors going on in the water to the sand and. It was just wonderful. Yeah. It was perfect. So, do you remember when we were um, interviewing uh, William Cat, and he said his son came on set during House and like ran out when the monster came out of the yes. out of the closet? So, uh, I read something where Ted Danson's uh, daughter came on set while he was dressed in his, you know, underwater monster. <gasps> Um, and he intentionally avoided her because he didn't want to scare her. Uh, and then she finally ran into him and said, oh, hi, Dad, and was totally fine with it. Aww. So I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, shall I move on to the next? Sure. So next is the crate. The crate. The crate. I bet this is probably a lot of people's I favorite. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I would think bet. so, too. Um, it was really funny. Producer Scott he was totally um, on my wavelength. Thank you guys, too. That it's like Billy is supposed to be so obnoxious. Right. She's actually really freaking awesome. She's got, like, the fit. She's got the accessories, that bomb 80s hair. And she's the most interesting person at this boring party. <laughs> like, but I guess we're supposed to think her brash and uncouth. That, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. And, and she does take a turn on us. Later, we all were disgusted when she put that booze in that milk. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking well, her milk booze. We yeah. were like, you know what, Billy? You just lost us. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost the crowd. I mean, brown liquor, well, no liquor yeah. ever goes in milk. No. So. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, no. Not, a, not a big old glass of milk like that anyway. No. So, Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook, everybody. Yeah. Fritz Weaver, yes. Yeah. Um, he's great. He plays kind of a... I don't know. He's not a very nice person. Which one, Hal or Fritz? Uh, Hal. Hal. I yeah. think Hal is too nice of a person is his problem. Yeah. It, well, until he kills his wife well, and he's like, yeah, shittering <laughs> with glee in the basement. Well, you know, I mean, he, he had a good idea. But yeah, I, I think Fritz is more, or Fritz's character, I should say, and I call Fritz a bad yeah. person, but um, Dexter. He really uh, Dexter Stanley. It. He's the one who's kind of known for playing with the young students and getting in trouble. Well, so. Or was that even real, or was that just something he was making up to lure Billy? No, I think that, no, was, I think that was a thing. That was you a think thing. that's a thing? Yeah, because at the party you see him talking to a young woman. It's exactly. true. I didn't, and then yeah, Hal, I, Hol, yeah. Hal Holbrook's character comes over and says, hey, you want to come over and play chess tonight? And he's like, all right. <laughs> oh, I was going to get was, laid, but... I thought he was massaging... Uh, <laughs> that but yeah. never mind i mean they're both creeps and they want to cover up the murder um the poor baby fluffy the poor baby fluffy i love fluffy who doesn't love fluffy fluffy is wonderful um so that poor thing has been locked up since 1834 he is hungry he is scared it breaks my heart when he pushes his crate back into the dark <laughs> spot that he is used to right. that is heartbreaking almost as if to say please leave me alone and these idiot humans 
keep like dangling their their meat in front of him. <laughs> and so he's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since 1834. Right. How can you blame him? Yeah, you can't. Not I'm, at all. All. No, I'm you always going to be a monster apologist right. in any way I can be because I love the monster like so many of us. I love the monster. Fluffy was wronged. Yep, he was. And he, he did. Yeah. They disturbed him and all for a quarter to get a Coke. I'll just, oh, I just had to have it my Coke. It was his last quarter. The good old, good old Henry Hal Holbrook has a wonderful idea, and he's going to feed his wife to the, yeah. to the monster. He's like, I'm just... Through a wonder, it's a wonderful scene, though, where he makes up this whole story about everything and lures her to the yes. to the college, the university, and gets her downstairs into the laboratory. Labor- we kept saying that, laboratory. We were having too much fun. Yeah, and then get your, finally get that, your... That whole scene is great, because he's narrating yeah. you know, what he's written, and and of course, you know she's reading yes. this note. But her reactions to everything is she's just like, oh great. shit, you know, this is just... juicy. <laughs> like she wants to get in on the hot gossip of the university. Right. Yeah. The special effects, the special gore effects in this one, yes. talk to us are about especially it, yeah. on point. Yes, because yes. you got poor Charlie, the grad student, right, who gets yeah oh, some super duper awesome. Eaten going on basically. Big chunk out of his neck. It's right. brutal. He gets the, the, the scratch, scratch across the face, yeah. his eye and everything. It's Fluffy gotta eat. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty brutal. But it was just done so well. Yeah. I mean Tom Savini Tom Savini just yeah. top notch. And I read that this was his first fully uh animatronic creature. Mo- creature. Yeah. Oh, um, is that true? Yeah, and he actually um was talking on the phone or got some insight from uh Rob. Poutine. Poutine. Um, oh, yeah. We've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he gave him some pointers, um, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, That's like really work, cool. Working together. You That's, know, um, yeah. I think we talked secrets. about it before. That's a big thing in makeup and effects. And, you know, it's people have often shared and collaborated. And right. That's really cool because I feel that Fluffy came across so effectively. Yeah. There's some great behind-the-scenes footage of Tom creating Fluffy, carving him, and Sculpting and and then Ooh. out in the field testing the makeup the 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 suit I guess we're gonna call it but yeah. the mask especially there's some pretty cool stuff out there. He's got piercing eyes, beautiful eyes, beautiful beautiful yellow beautiful. eyes. He has his father's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Isn't what the janitor reached in for? Because oh my were, god, he yeah. thought they were emeralds or yeah. something. Stop. It's like stop, don't stick your hand in there. Don't yeah. do that. Well, emeralds, John. He's like, oh, forget my cool. There's jewels in their treasure. Not a good idea. Not a good look. <laughs> Whatever. Janitor, um, janitor's gone. He was kind of sucked up like spaghetti. Oh, so. I mean, because that's what <laughs> Fluffy was super hungry. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> you know, be funny is maybe Fluffy never ate a person before, but now he has a taste for for flesh. Maybe because he was like, I always just ate like Arctic animals and like seals and stuff. Right. But now I eat people. No, man, I got I got human. <laughs> I got human meat. I want to see Fluffy get out of that quarry. That's what I want. Man, they gotta make a Fluffy too. Like uh, we gotta figure out, you know, yeah. the adventures of Fluffy. Yeah. Like oh, you know, be fun. But Fluffy's the hero, though. You know, it'd be fun. Is the, yeah, is like maybe um, Creep Show season three on Shutter. They could do a little. It like they don't even have to like say that it's you know the same character. We just will all know. Yeah. That right. it's what what Starting happens. Starting a quarry and then. Yeah. And, you know, 
the beast gets out. And, yeah, yeah, he's been like buried for like some time, and yeah. I mean, I think we just wrote it. We just did your job for you, Shutter. You're welcome. You're welcome, Greg Nicotero. Nicotero. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're creeping up on you. Episode five. Another great title. <laughs> They're creeping up on you. Yeah, and also the worst, just for like <laughs> ick a factor. lot of roaches. <laughs> we did notice in the in the credits there were two roach wranglers. Yeah, which obviously would have been my job. Yeah, <laughs> like roach and crab wrangler. <laughs> I know. I would have been like dangling something for the crab to do that little like little dance he does, and um, yeah, and I would have been a roach wrangler, just like. <laughs> like collect all the roaches and I would have started out really organized every roach labeled named and then it would have just been like fucking chaos especially when you found out they use 250,000 roaches that's so many roaches at at 50 cents a pop the majority of the budget went to the roaches yeah wow Yeah. yeah That is really crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's also a lot of roaches, which is... Uh, yeah, a lot of roaches. A lot of ro- Fucking disgusting. It reminds me of Star Wars, like a lot of Bothans died. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of roaches died to bring us this. I mean, it's really, it's about the roaches. Yeah, I... To the roaches, everyone. No, I'm not... Yes, I'm, you will fine. toast to the roaches. Fine, to the roaches. Yeah. They... Not drinking, though. Not that. <laughs> That would definitely, I would not be a fan of the actor on that set when they're just running around you and running all over you. And How do you think I felt as Roach Wrangler? Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I actually, I love insects and I love bugs, but that's a lot of little legs on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, and they're, they hiss, some of them hiss at you. Well, you hiss at me. Well, oh, this is different. I don't have a lot of legs. I only have two. So it's when you have six or more legs, it becomes an issue. Oh my God, I don't mind your hissing now. <laughs> just like, don't have more legs. Um, so upon watching this as a grown-up, which I allegedly am, I got a lot more out of this episode. Yeah. There's a social commentary here. Definitely and is. it's not subtle, but, you know, the first time I saw this being a kid, you know, it doesn't totally... Uh, sink in, but um, he's this rich elitist weirdo. I said Howard Hughes vibes, <laughs> except for no um, uh, tissue boxes on the feet, which is a good look, by the way. Yeah, but he doesn't have those, and so he talks about like I grew up in Hell's Kitchen and I've been beating bugs all my life. So it's like he's obviously, and then the way he treats the maintenance guy that comes to the door. Um, he He's obviously talking about the poor, yep. people of color, uh, the downtrod, the people without homes, and now he's become, like, this kind of obsessed weirdo with, like, white and yep. purity. Germaphobe. Yeah. Yeah, living in a extremely... Anyway, I call it like, what's the yeah. just sanitized stark, stark, world, minimal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sanitized, yeah, super. super but he's got all this cool technology that, like, for the time, even like he had a, a put, you push a button and a clock would tell you what time it was. <laughs> right. Talk to you and, and the little yeah. trash thing that goes, yeah, the, yeah, sucks the stuff in and yeah, he had an intercom system. You just kind of push these. They're not even like they weren't like. Uh, tactile buttons, you know, they mean yeah. like movement. They were kind of like just little pads, almost kind of thing. A but. little bit of futurism going on there. Yeah, but man, E.G. Marshall just did yeah. a great job in that. He was just a, 
Yeah. Such a scoundrel. Such a scoundrel. You know what's funny is like for being this like really kempt guy, his hair was super unkempt. <laughs> it was. You would have thought he'd had like a little um, like a little net cap on or something. You know, like. I mean, you'd think he'd just be in a freaking hazmat suit. Yeah, right? or like a shave. Oh, I touched my horns. Or maybe like a shaved head or something like. So that he didn't have anything on him, right? Yeah, but it's um, it certainly adds to his like madness yep. look yeah. as he slowly unspirals. Man, yeah, yeah. it's a fun episode. Oh, I definitely. Mean, just because, of, yeah, between the people he interacts with on the phone. Oh my and god, how... he's, he's so evil. Yeah, he's <laughs> so uncaring. Yep. He yeah, talking to the woman that her husband just committed suicide. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. The guy's on vacation. The guy's on, yeah, like, the firing the yeah. guy, basically. Yep. Yeah. He's just trying to be in this new world. Right. This With is his family. Oh, he's so mean. And it's like, no wonder you're alone and unhappy. You are an awful person, sir. All you care about is money. All you care about is money. You and your money. Um, but, uh, yeah. but he gets it pretty good in the end when he... Oh, it's a great effect. Retreats to his... Is that his bedroom? You I think? That's guess where he sleeps? so. What yeah. Because there's a bed. There's a bed. There is. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I always I thought it was like kind of like his, his, his panic, panic room, room or something. I bet he doesn't sleep. He's probably so, like, neurotic. But, you know, like, he, he probably doesn't sleep. He probably just sleeps sitting on his desk. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, Living on pureed brand flakes <laughs> whatever it is that scene yeah uh, yeah he's making like bugs. that smoothie but it's got bugs in it <laughs> not on purpose either um i love the effect though when he dies and the roaches just come out of his everywhere. shell yeah of his everywhere shell <laughs> <laughs> so there's good stories on that too for the Wranglers because they did the thing where you know they had a tube underneath there, right? Right. And there was basically a guy pushing the bugs through oh the tube, God. so they oh would burst, they would burst out. Yeah. But the one of the first takes, the bugs had a different idea. Of course and they did. And they're like, no, we're gonna go back down the tube. <laughs> I love it. So no. when they went on yes. the, the guy's arm, yeah. the person went running out of the sound stage, screaming with the bugs all over, just like running. Wow. Out of that, like, you know what? This is what I would do. No, if right? so they so. hired me, I would have. I would have stuck. I would have gotten the shot first take with my roaches. Right, yeah. I first of all, I would not be in that position right. at all. I would have contacted the roach union and made sure that, like, we're all on the same page with what we're going to do here. Yeah. yeah, no thank you. I'm with you. And I'd probably be like, no, I don't think that's my position. Like, I'm, I'm going to get good. the bagels, but I'm not going to touch the roaches. But if I touch the roaches, I will light myself on fire. Yeah. So be warned. <laughs> Um, so tying it back around, we now have the trash collectors, one of them is Tom Savini, um, getting the comic book out of the out of the garbage. So it's a nice like kind of tie into the beginning because the dad and this, you know, and the mom, but especially the dad, they're upper middle class suburbanites and they wear their slacks and they have their stiff drinks and they're like, this is not culture. This isn't like, you know, what you should be reading, what you should be doing. And the working class dudes who are hella cool and funny are like, comic books! Horror! <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, those are our people, right? Like, yes. that's ties it all up in a nice little bow. And they find yeah. they find the voodoo doll has been cut out. Oh yeah, you can't get that. Somebody's already got Somebody that. Somebody already got that. Yeah, <laughs> but who? 
Mm, I but wonder. He, you know what? And that's what the creep was hand delivering to Billy. Oh, he was there like, you go. Billy, here's your doll. <laughs> it was special order. Yes, yeah, special <laughs> it was, order. It was Rush overnighted. delivery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, for that. Because, you know, this is a Halloween movie. There's a, <laughs> that's right. there's a pumpkin in the front. So, what I think is that I, in my head canon, this takes place on Devil's Night, the night before Halloween. And so mm. they let him okay. put his pumpkin out with a light, but that's why he's not like dressed up or trick or treating or anything. Okay. That's my. Yeah. This is my head canon. That works. That's why they don't talk about Halloween specifically because right. it's tomorrow. Right. I'll take that. <laughs> take that. that. And his dad probably won't let him go trick or treating anyway. No, I'm sure unless he dressed up like, I don't know. Who was like Jimmy Carter or something? They wouldn't let him go trick or treating. No, that dad no. wouldn't like Jimmy yeah. Carter. Who yeah. would he? Richard Nixon. Nixon, man. Okay, yeah. we'll take Nixon, Nixon or Reagan. Well, Reagan was 80, Reagan. Eighty-two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Then definitely Reagan. He's like, you can dress up as Ronald Reagan, or you don't go trick or treating. Where, where my slacks, son? You must walk the streets preaching Reaganomics. <laughs> That's all you can do. Instead of trick or treating, he has to just like recite like Ronald Reagan speeches. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> um, brilliant. Brilliant. Wonderful. Brilliant. And, then it, and then it ends again with the whole animated bit. Yes. There's a little animated it's creep so at the end. Puts the candle out and wonderful yeah. music sets in. Yeah. Wonderful film. I love it. You know what I feel like we need right now? What's that? I feel like we need two things. Okay. I feel like we need a fresh shirt and an unboxing. Ooh. All right. Luckily, I can help you with both. Hi! <laughs> Yay! Want me to hold that can again? Hold that can you hold it for me? Sure. Let's see what's underneath Neil's shirt. sex shirt. layer. <laughs> My sex layer? Your sexy layers. <sighs> as he goes. Wow. That one wasn't as, as sexual and dramatic that as wasn't? the first one. But that's okay. Thank the next you. one will be. He's getting tired. Next <laughs> Getting a little worn out. It's getting a little worn out. <laughs> There's only so much sexy I can have in one day. <laughs> it's only so. so he's hit capacity. Um, what's the unboxing, Neil? So this is <gasps> the wonderful fluffy mini mask from. Yeah, we can see his eyes. Yeah. <gasps> from I think Fright Rags. I think it was Fright Rags. Yeah. Was Fright Rags. yeah. Made this couple couple years ago. I think. Yeah. I've had this for a long time. Kind it's of waiting. <laughs> no, don't stick your hand in the grate. Producer Scott, didn't they teach you anything? They did it. Listen, it's got all of the script, like from the movie on the front, too. Arctic Expedition. It? Oh, cool. From, uh, yeah, Julia Carpenter, yep. From Horlicks University. Yep. All right. Cool. So Carpenter and Antarctica, is that like a, 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 thing? a thing? A thing thing? A thing thing? A thing thing? thing. Uh, well, it would have been, yeah, I mean, it could have been a thing thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thing thing. There he is. Jimmy Delaney. Yeah, take it on. That's oh my cool. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah! He's a mini mask. He's so cute. <laughs> Fluffy. I'm sorry, baby. You were robbed. Justice for Fluffy. <laughs> this is great. I love their masks. They're so cool. They're, oh, it's actually... It's pretty substantial. Yeah, it's good, thick, like plastic. It's not a yeah. little teeny thing. So. Yeah. And it looks really cool, and it's great, too, but you could also just hang Can it you up. wear this, or would it actually break, you think? I think that would break. Okay. <laughs> Let's not test luck here. Yeah. You look good. Okay. Looks exactly it's the like, same as you already did. Yeah. yeah. If you were a baby, that'd probably work. Yes. Put this baby on your mask. baby. Right? Baby's uh, first Halloween. Actually, probably don't put this on your baby. <laughs> put it on the American Girl doll. Put it on the American Girl doll. 
It's perfect. <laughs> this will yeah. actually look really good on Michael B., who's right now in our... You know, this is, this and perfect. this is from 2018, but I bet you can find it on eBay. eBay. Cool. I love that it. That is the Fluffy awesome. Mouse. Yay. You, Welcome to the cult show, Fluffy. Welcome. I guess we should hang him up. But yeah. Even though I want to take it home, mm. I it, think I will not steal it. Let him it. stay here. Let him stay. Let Fluffy stick around. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> we've got to talk about <laughs> Creepshow 2. Get ready for some hot takes. Hot takes <laughs> coming your way. Um, Creepshow 2. You love it or you hate it. Pretty much. <laughs> so this is, they try to capture lightning in a bottle <laughs> once again. Um, five years later. Five years later. My biggest problem with Creepshow 2 is all those things we talked about with the first Creepshow. The colors, the sound, the cut scenes and little cut images, the the wonderful framing, the little like you know, color frames to, I don't know what the comic book term is. That's more of a hungry boy thing. Um, All of that's gone. All of that charm is gone from the second one. And it doesn't feel as, it it doesn't feel like Creepshow to me. because you had the the fun anthologies and the wraparound, and instead the wraparound is animated this time, and it's um, not my favorite style of animation, not gonna lie. And uh, it, it just it doesn't sing. It doesn't have the poetry and the joy right. of the first creep show to me. Yeah, it fails in every every aspect. I mean, between I'm gonna stop. I'm stopping because <laughs> because. I went into this film in 1987 to go watch it, of course, yeah. in the theater. Very excited. Sure. Very happy. Yeah. Right. And then when the movie, just almost from the beginning, when it's different music, yeah. and when it gets going, it was just, I mean, it was so. We have, even though it's Tom Savini, but we have uh, the creep is different. He's yeah. like. Um, just an old. Kind of trollish. Specter man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And but. he's like delivering the. the, the, the the comic books. But these, weren't, these weren't his effects, though, right? He was just acting he, in this movie? He was, he was a consultant, a consultant on the effects. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it, the, that's fine. It's just, it's why is the creep, or it's not even a creep, it's just a different character altogether. It's, it's, like, a, yeah. it's like a guy in the back of a truck. Hey, kid, you want a comic book? Yeah. It's or, like we always say this, but it's like if you were trying to order the creep, and you ordered it off of Wish, <laughs> and this is what you got. I know I'm. We, that joke is going to be old for us at some point, but it's not yet. We still like it. Um, and yeah, and and so that's just kind of that's it for me. No charm. Yeah. No, there's no charm. No charm. I mean, and and there are people. God save you. There are people, and I know one of them who actually likes this film better than better. Creepshow than the first one. Better. Oh. And I'm just like, that's impossible. You can't. I, I, mean, I, I had I had not heard a lot of good things about this. I know this movie does have its fans and its defenders. So I went into this one fairly open-minded because I was like, well, I know I'm, because I'd never seen it until this week. Um, I was kind of like, well, you know, I, I might enjoy it, but I'm not going to enjoy it as much. You know, be kind of one of those sequels. But I really just, just didn't take a lot of joy in it at all. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, even like, it, I don't want to say like the first story, right? Uh, old Chief Woodhead. Uh, it almost felt mean spirited. 
mm. in a way to me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I just. Um, right off the bat, the energy is very made-for-TV movie. Oh, God. The, the music when the, <laughs> the husband music, and wife are talking. The it's acting. It's like a melodrama. Yeah. And it's, but not, yeah. but it's like if it was more referential being a melodrama, right. you could sell it. But it's not quite there. It's like, but not quite there. Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> and, I, and I like George Kennedy. Yeah, you know? oh, he's, he's, George yeah he's a good actor, of course. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, he's kind of the high point of that episode. And it I would just say. kind of ends there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got a white person playing a, you Ooh, know, cringe. doing like, I guess you'd call it red face. I think that's know? what people call it. I mean, it's. It's one of those things where in 1987, they didn't really give a fuck, right. um, which you is, know. I mean... And again, I, and I like that actor, too, who's on that Oh, Netflix yeah, he's been show, in a million uh, things. Mike, I was going to ask Mike you, Hunter. did you guys know who that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's probably, like, tried like, to scrub like that him. from he his was, IMDb. You know, and he's probably just a young actor, just <laughs> well, yeah, trying, yeah. you know, and so I'm, I'm not, like, faulting him. They but gave it's him just a like, share wig, yeah. like, vintage share, <laughs> like, and they're like, here, now you're Native American. And, um, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's a little cringy, right. and it's you know again it was um, it was racist then and it's racist now. Yeah. It's just that then people didn't care enough to do anything about it right. um, because they just hushed down marginalized voices. So there's also something kind of what they call the stereotype of like the noble savage about it too, mm-hmm. um, which I do think that it's sweet that the statue wants to get revenge for the shopkeeper and there's like this friendship between the tribe and the shopkeeper and the statue and he wants to like have honor and vengeance for them so there's something kind of sweet in there right but it doesn't it I mean, you don't that, even get to see the kills. That, that like, gets kind of lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it that, gets, those, yeah. those good intentions sort of like are sort of Blurry. pushed aside. Or yeah. yeah and you don't word. even get to see the kills. Yeah. You know, like. The one guy with the arrows gets it. You see the arrows. Okay, yeah, so but we want to see guy, Sam get the, it. The, the, the large, the large <laughs> yeah. character. Oh, yeah. Hal Halbrick's son. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. Wow. I like that. His name's David Halbrook. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, that he's the only one. I mean, the one you want to see, you know, the the what's his name? Sam? I Sam. Think? Yeah, the yeah. one you, you want to see the, get the one you want to see White get, moon, get, yeah. get Sam fucked White up. Moon, yeah. I mean, you just see his hair, you know, hanging from you know the statue's it's not enough. Later. Like no, I want I want more than that. I want more than that. I want a lot more than for that. what he did. Yeah, yeah, because he. I mean, he was so out of control and like yeah. he was yeah. an asshole. Yes, even to against his own people. Yeah, well, it's yeah. his family. It's his uncle, and you know the shopkeepers right. like your uncle is one of the best pe- best men. I think he says I've ever met in my life. And yeah, this this a hole doesn't care because he wants to go to Hollywood. Right. And everyone's going to love his hair. Every, oh, my God. He's obsessed with it. He is obsessed with it. He's like, haven't cut it in eight years. Yeah. And, like, he goes, I mean, he practically goes through, like, his wash and dryer routine. And everybody's like, I don't give a fuck. You're robbing our store right now. It's like the Patrick Bateman of the Navajo. Oh, my God. He is. He is the Patrick Bateman. So. Every day I put on. <laughs> anyway. So. If you talked about Huey Lewis would be set. So. So then that happens, and it was, it's done. We get more ridiculous Billy filler. 
and now it's something with a Billy Filler. With Billy Filler, it's something with a freaking Venus flytrap yep, and a bully. Yeah, goes to pick up a yeah. Yep. Wah wah! It's so boring. <laughs> yes, again, not charming. Just just boring. Just kind of boring. Um. What's next? Uh, oh, oh, wait, hold on. I did have one more note I okay, had to bring okay. up. I had to bring this up. Why does the wooden man yowl like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it and tell me I'm wrong. Sounds like the T-Rex. Okay, well, this came out before I know. Jurassic Park. It's a little inception. So. <laughs> so you think, like, maybe they just used that sound <laughs> for the T-Rex. They were like, I saw this movie once, Creepshow 2. I think we got it. Um, Steven Spielberg definitely was like, yeah. Yeah. he's like, there's, there's this Indian howl. Yeah, he's like, the movie, the movie's shitty. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is this howl. Sound, I must have the sound. I must have it. I must acquire it. Um, so the raft. Oh, the raft. You can just put in Creepshow 2 and it auto-completes the raft. Yes, it does. Um... <laughs> This is where everyone associated with this film lost their goddamn minds. (laughs) There's no nice way to put it. Talk about wanting to scrub from the resume. I mean, oof. Yikes. I'm going to let you start us off, Caleb. (laughs) Um, Four college students, one of them a fucking major asshole that you wouldn't ever, ever want as your friend. Yeah. Drive to a... 50 miles. River, swim hole, whatever the fuck it is. To go to a raft. To go to a raft. (laughs) In the middle of the lake. Um, mm, So. And and once they swim out to the raft, (laughs) uh, some muck, some... Trash bag. I, 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 yeah, trash bag. Okay. Oh my god, a trash, trash bag, bag on the water. Open. You yeah. know what it looks like to me? Is like when you have hot chocolate or something, and it's like a skim. Oh, it's a scum. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, that nasty, skimmy, scummy crud on the it's top. The milk. You mean when the milk comes yeah. yeah. the milk yeah. yeah. And then you think, oh, maybe it's cool, and you go to have a drink of it, you burn off all your right. taste buds. It's that. Um, so I had to Google why the two bros were calling each other Poncho and Cisco because I was like, I feel like I'm missing something it's here. It's the TV show that that the rich kids' parents were watching in the first in one. The first, yeah, one. I I got there eventually. Okay, but I was like, I I was like, this feels referential, and I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, okay, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I said some wise words from Deke here. I only believe in what I can smell, taste, and touch. Wow. He's a scholar. He He's is. a scholar, that, is, that, that man. And then he threatens to hit Laverne after their friend just gets eaten. He's like, I'm going to deck you. Whatever the f- stupid shit he says. And it's like, I'm sorry, we're having a crisis here, Deke. Like, somebody just got eaten by the scum thing. <laughs> like, are you, no. are you not upset? I'm upset. Yeah. Um, so I feel like... Oh my god! So it sort of that reminded me. I flashed on Rollerball when James Caan, you know, grabs the girl, you know, to to like, yeah, because he's mad at someone else, and yeah, it's just like so unnecessary. It's the same thing. So unnecessary. I'm gonna take out my anger on you, woman, instead of this situation that I'm in. Um, (laughs) I had an idea. Why didn't they try to get the blob high? Hear me out. They had all that weed. 
Why didn't they try to smoke out the blob? And so then I was like, it could have been like the song by Afro Man because I got high. Remember that song? (laughs) He was going to like eat some kids, but then he got high. I don't know. I just feel like they didn't try enough. They didn't try enough. Um, So there was too much like sleep touching. Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Let me just let me just take a breath. I just take a breath. So, people, I remember, were saying, oh, Sandra's going to be so mad. Sandra's going to be so mad last week in the comments. Yeah, I'm fucking mad. Like, anybody with a goddamn conscience should be mad and grossed out. Unless you are a freaking sociopath, sexual assaulter, that scene is, like, super unnecessary. And I'm not against nudity. I'm not against um, even depictions of sexual assault in movies if it forwards the plot or the characters. This felt like totally unnecessary, though, and just like a weird excuse to like show an assault. So crazy. I don't but, know what but, the but, fuck but they were thinking. But why are they playing like romantic music They're while it's happening? They're playing like romantic like, music. It's like, so it cringy. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's cringy. Yeah. It's gross. Um, And he's supposed to be kind of the nicer asshole of the two assholes. It's like, nah, I'm, mm, no, not cool. Not cool, bro. And if you don't think that's gross, then you should take a long, hard look at your life because you've got some problems. It was, uh, it was exploitive. I mean, that's that's pretty much the only reason it was in there that I can think of was that, you know, this wasn't a Warner Bros. film. This was New World at this point. Oh. And it's almost like New World's like, we need boobs. Yeah. Find a place to put boobs in. And they're like, there's no place I we know, can put that's, them in. I know, but that's how you, like, do, I mean, that just, it, it makes no, no sense to me. No, they could have easily done the screen yeah. dipping thing. Or right. That's exactly else. it. Yeah, yeah. they could have done the screen dipping. And that would have been fine. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been like, oh, these kids, and we all would have uh, yeah, laughed it, it off. It's just bizarre, but, yeah. like, yeah. even on IMDb, if you look at Creepshow 2, like, under the all the warnings, it just says mild sexual content yeah really some things haven't caught up that's crazy yeah with with that because that was mm, that was just bad that's just really bad and it it taints what was otherwise probably my favorite story well you guys know i love a little um nature versus human sort of thing and so i was kind of like oh we're going out to the lake there's gonna be a blob like i was on board so Super, super yeah. big bummer, man. I hope people learn their damn so lessons. The, the, remember, I was the one when I was saying there's something in there you're not going to like. You did say that. That was mm-hmm. I was the one. So yeah. I don't want you to blame anyone else, but that was me. Well, there was other, there was others, but oh, it's okay. okay. But what but, I'm saying is, all was, of y'all should not like it. No, right. But I, I was just saying in particular. I know, I know of something. There's that. There's one thing for sure I know that's yeah. not gonna sit well with you. And it is basically, and that was that was the scene. I know there's other things, but that was gonna be the yeah. main thing that I know. Because even when, if I can catch it, then you know. <laughs> and he's pretty dense. You, Neil's you not know. a Neil's not a bad person. It's just a thick right. wall. It is. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of scum. What do you call it? The film. Skim, what was scum? What was the thing we called it on the milk? I, Chud. <laughs> there's a lot of chud. there's a lot of chud crud on there's there. Your brown ass. liquor and milk, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. If you put brown, oh my god, it makes the blob. She made the blob. Billy oh, made the yeah, blob. That's, that's, that's the tie in between the two right? pieces. Because she, she poured it down the sink and then it like yeah, you know, blurred its way out. And, it all works. Boom. It's way to the water sources, people. Yeah. 
Um, so that happened. <laughs> then we have Hitchhiker, because she only get three. That's it. You only get three in so this. So there were going to be five at one point. There were two other stories that were that were cut out. Yeah. Um, one was called Cat from Hell, which they later used in Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Yeah. And then the other one was never filmed, called Pinfall, about two rival bowling teams. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, sounds fascinating. <laughs> that was not used in anything else. It sounds like a riveting piece no, of No, I think horror. it was like, you know, one team kills the other team and the dead team comes back. So it's kind of like... Oh, I like that. Well, it's kind of like the, the Tide yeah. one, yeah. you know. Um, it's like a revenge sort of... I could have hung yeah. with that. So, but it was all cut for money reasons, I believe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer because I would have liked more stories. I would have given the whole thing more substance, but maybe they would have been a bad, I don't know. Maybe they would have been just as bad. Um, So in The Hitchhiker, we have a lady who, is she, okay, I was very confused. And now I feel like I'm the Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Was she, so she was cheating on her husband? Yep. Yes. With a prostitute. With a sex worker. With a male prostitute. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... That there was that. Yep. I was very confused because she was talking about him, like, and the orgasms at twenty five dollars a pop or whatever. But I, I didn't know if she was being sarcastic or not. I was very confused. Like, I think after the raft, I was so like, what the fuck? I, I don't understand. You what's just happening sort of anymore. tapped out, and you're like, yeah. I was I like, just... wait, what's happening? And she, like, I talked to myself too, but I mean. Girl monologues. Like, oh, she yeah. Is, and she oh, doesn't. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you talk to yourself, you're not talking in your regular voice. She's right. talking in like full voice. Mm-hmm. Driving a car. And she drives like this, literally, because <laughs> she ends up hitting a person. And it's a dark road, a dark, twisty like road. And she's distracted. Drops you know? a cigarette. Yep. Yeah. Because she's, she's smoking, so she gets distracted. Same thing. You could have been texting. Yeah. Um, she does that, and where she hits a person, not surprisingly. So again, this has possibility to be a really cool story because I like that idea of like, you know, like, oh, what are you gonna do? Conscience, can I live with this? I know what you did last summer. Yeah, which I love. You know, it's like right. I, I felt like we were gonna have something like that, and it it didn't quite pan out how I was hoping it would. Um, we get <laughs> we get Stephen King as <laughs> the truck driver with his very astute observation of looks like a black guy. I know. It's kind of like all the good you did in Creepshow. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you like hide your face. It's like, thanks. Like, yeah. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it may, yeah. I don't know. When they're write, writing the script, like, if you put that in there, you're just kind of like, what, what does that even. Yeah. yeah. Why? Point? What does that like, add? What does that do with it? It feels like you're just adding, you know, like. Yeah. It's like filler, I guess. Yeah. Well, unless you're you know? trying to create, establish his character as just being a. But oh, his character black, has one cares, line, and that's yeah. the line you give him? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I would have rather that this was like. <laughs> 
about like almost like a racism thing like she's like oh he's just some black man who cares i can get away with this yeah, or you I, know i feel like it kind of is though yeah but it's but it's not it's, it's not again, spoken it's again it's not enough it's like it comes up to the yeah right. like comes right up but it doesn't go over, it doesn't sink the basket yeah yeah because i i feel like you can read that into it but it wasn't Strong well, enough with her with her monologue. The only reason why I read that into it is yeah. because um, after she's hit him like three or four or five times or whatever, yeah. she's offers him fifty dollars, and I'm like, oh yeah, the sex worker got one hundred and fifty, yeah, know, and you're offering fifty bucks to the guy you've run over That's like true. multiple times now, like <laughs> multiple times. You know, now, clearly ma'am. you don't give a shit. No, so. exactly. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I felt it was kind of a race thing. Just well, I I prefer more, that. more inferred yeah. than spoken. I, I prefer that. <laughs> like I, I I would have rather it was more heavy handed. Just like the last chapter in the first one was more heavy handed, right? But still subtle. I, I I don't know. Felt like we could have matched at least. But instead, it's just boring. <laughs> See this. This is okay. This is my favorite episode of the three, and that's it's the one I found the most interesting. Yeah. Of the three, um, and I thought the acting was the best of the three. Like I thought the gal uh, who played Annie Lansing was the character's name. Mm. Like I thought as far as acting went, I liked her the most. If I have to pick, you know, if I had to pick yeah. someone that I thought was doing a believable job, she's definitely like yeah. You know, but I mean, I, I liked. I do like that monologue where she's like, you know. That'll be three hundred, three thousand dollars, Mrs. Lansing. And like, all she cared about was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's money. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was money. Her husband's yeah. probably obsessed about it, though. You know, right. she's right. probably been beaten down over it or something. I don't know, but clearly they're not close. They're very close <laughs> if she's out, yeah. you know, doing her own thing. But gallivanting. Kept, yeah, out, exactly. And she just keeps always talking about the cost of things. Well, that's another two thousand dollars for that. And, yeah, right. But and but it, I'm just saying, yeah. like, the cost of everything. Is more than what she offers Jesus. the person right. that she hits. Yeah, Every, that is the that is the lowest price she puts on something is yes. this black person that she hits. That's it's really fucked up, and it. Um, I just wish it had been heavier handed with its racism, classism message. Right. Um, well, and again, you wonder because George Romero wrote the script to this. Yeah, it's it like Stephen King is like loosely based on the stories of Stephen King. Right. But I think it was more like kind of in name only. I, I could be wrong. I don't know enough about this, but, but when I when I tangentially Googled. Got it. Yeah. But I'm just saying we know from Romero, you know, what he writes for other things. Yeah. I mean he's yeah. normally he's very he's a very good writer. on the yeah. pulse. And he, yeah. yeah, on the pulse and doesn't shy away from Yeah. Tough conversations, conversations, yeah. and, and having people of color in his movies and gender and all that kind of stuff. Right, it's not it's not a, a deal with them. So I wonder in this how much got lost. Yes, they did, or how much they, they got, made him take out. Right, or, how much yeah. got cut? How much did they have to not do? Because maybe he, maybe this absolutely was a thing about racism. Yeah, and yeah, then, and then New World's like, screw that. What's the point of all that? Yeah, you know? yeah they're like horror people are dumb. Right. They don't care about social commentary. Exactly, which but, is crazy because horror is full of social commentary. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. So I, I just wonder about that because this film yeah. is so right. It feels like now that you put it that way, and I'm thinking about it, it feels like they're talking down to us horror fans <laughs> with this one. Whereas like the first one was a love letter. Yep. Yeah. This one doesn't have the love. This was just a money grab. Yeah. yeah. So George did not direct this one, obviously. This was right. M- Michael Gornick, who was the 
cinematographer. Photographer, yeah, cinematographer on the first movie. But yeah, this one got yeah, this one got lost. <laughs> and then, of course, my favorite part of this. I say that kind of sarcastically, but maybe it is. Is the end when the when the creep is like in the truck and he's real again and he's like, ha, ha, all the way down the street, yeah. like throwing comic books like flowers. Yes, all the way down right. to nobody. Truck. To nobody, because he's out of the middle of the You're like, who's gonna there. get those? And I, I again get the like they're saying like, oh, he's he's papering the world in creep show, but it's like he's. Papering a desolate country road. And then, yes. of course, we have stupid Billy. <laughs> what does he say, Neil? What does he say at the end? Uh, they eat meat! <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was saving that for you, because oh, I knew you. that was going to be like special for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Billy. Again, you, Billy. Captain Obvious was the one that actually directed. <laughs> That's right, he was. Full <laughs> on applets, the whole thing, boom, Captain. Yeah. But uh, thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, creep show too. It wasn't a good time. No. Oh, but it leaves you stuff to talk about. Oh God, well you just compare the. Oh, There's no comparing. These even, the stories they they just weren't clever. I mean they really I mean they weren't really. There was just uh, there was just so much. Uh, so much bad compared to the first movie. <laughs> so disappointing. It's so disappointing. But anyway, go watch Creep Show One. <laughs> <laughs> watch Creep Show Two. I mean, if you have Shutter, it's on there, and um, I'm glad that I finally saw it, so I can at least be a part of the conversation. But I'm also not glad I saw it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 The Tales from the Crit or Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Yes. <laughs> Another anthology by the same people, basically, you know. Which is fabulous. Great film. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that one sometime. Didn't Next you anthology. say that that was like rumored to be right? Cult. I mean, Creep Show. Cult Show works too. <laughs> cult you Show did Three say that. at one point. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy we got to celebrate halfway to Halloween talking about one of Neil's favorite movies and a Yay. movie that he doesn't like at all because. <laughs> Also fun. <laughs> well, it's just fun because you obviously. Uh, I mean, it's stuff to talk about when you don't like it. That gives you stuff to talk about. So it does. But if you obviously look at the cult show, mm. creep show, look at the font of the cult show. I mean, it's clearly font people. It's clearly an homage. The goddamn to creep show. font. Hold up your mug there. <laughs> Would you, your mug? Oh, our mugs oh. too. <laughs> like you mean What's the it? guns? <laughs> <laughs> We told you it was going to get sexy. I mean, yes, that too, always. It just, 22's in there. Always, always the guns, Neil. It just got sexy. Down for my airsofts. <laughs> That's right. I'm rocking the nerf, so. This is an adorable conversation. Uh, they eat meat. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. All right, so next week... Next week. Next we are week. celebrating something else, another holiday, fun, another fun, fun. national holiday. That's right. Producer Scott's birthday. It's Producer Scott Day. His birthday is actually on Cinco de Mayo. So if you celebrate, also so celebrate uh, Producer Scott. Yeah. Um, Producer Scott gets to pick in the movie. We, um, we let him pick Death to Smoochie that one time, and we didn't learn our lesson. No. And so we said, you can pick again. <laughs> It's your birthday. Like shortly after. Very shortly right. after. Yeah. So what are you picking, Scott? Stay tuned! 
No, literally, that's the name of the movie. Stay tuned. You know, <laughs> that that's it. You don't have to like. It's that's what we're watching. Stay, I've never seen Stay, stay tuned. tuned, starring the late great John Ritter. And you know what? We haven't talked about him enough, but he is on our pantheon. Oh yeah, he is god status. Yeah, yeah. yeah I freaking love that man. Yeah. yeah, he would. We all love him. Yeah, yeah. I put John Ritter way up there. He's a god to us. All right, so stay tuned, which is a comedy, yeah? Yes. Okay. Is it co- it's kind of like comedy adventure, maybe, um, I don't want to say sci-fi, but like speculative, maybe? I don't know. It's okay. got John Ritter and you're we'll, supposed to laugh. We'll find out next week. Will we find laugh? Out. Will we laugh? Will we laugh? Will we cry? I've seen this movie once before, but I think I was high, and I don't remember. Were you high on smack? High on the smack? Yes, it was during my smack period. On on the pralines and smack. In the Thor. What's the Thor part? You have to explain that to me. I don't get the Thor part. Instead of the the glass, you know. (laughs) It's the appendage of Thor. Later. <laughs> Later. Later. Crack pipes look like an a, a paint. That's what they call them. Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk later. about it. Talk about Someone it later. explain it to me God. when I'm older. Okay. All right, everybody. Can you have to cuddle from below and then. <laughs> I don't have to. No. <laughs> do that at all. Okay. Good night, everybody. Happy halfway to Halloween. Thanks for hanging out with us. Woo. Go watch Creep Show 1. Yeah. Go watch Creep Show 1. <laughs> Creep Show t shirts. Culture is filmed before a live studio audience in Santa Rosa, California. Check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, or find us online at theculture.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you can leave some positive comments. Thanks again and talk with you soon.